Welcome to another encouraging message from Pastor Jason Yalbron, lead pastor of One Community Church located in El Dorado, Arkansas. For information about the ministry of Pastor Jason or One Community Church, please visit our website at occeldorado.com. Or you can find us on Facebook by searching One Community Church El Dorado. So let's read uh, John chapter 2, verse 1. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding, and when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour is not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. And Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw out some now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. But you have kept the good wine until now. So I was reading this one day, and I thought to myself, I wonder why Jesus did his first miracle at a wedding. And it came to me, because every marriage needs a miracle. <laughs> right? Why? Because we spend the love that we have. We keep spending. And, there's, and, and as we get married, we have, you know, you and your spouse are just intoxicated with love. And then the kids come along and then there's jobs to do and there's relatives you have to start liking. And you've you got to spend that love and Thanksgiving's coming. Yeah. <laughs> the trouble is we're good at spending. We're not good at refilling. Try that with your automobile. And you'll end up on the side of the road with your thumb stuck out. Why? Because if you don't get a refill, you're just spending and spending and spending and spending. And it works for a while, but then it, sadly it gets catastrophic. Amen? And so we, we want to keep that intoxicating love that made us insane enough to get married in the first place. Because that's the only thing that will keep it good. I've been married 40 years. It's been wonderful. Kathy's from Natchitoches, Louisiana, and I got saved in New Orleans, started doing ministry out of New Orleans, and it got bigger and bigger. I met her brother, did ministry for him, then she walked in the room. Yay, yay, yay. So, uh, so we keep feeding the intoxication. It's been good. It's been very good. I never thought it could get richer and richer. In fact, I got saved, and I asked an 86-year-old preacher one day. I said, sir, you've got to tell me the truth. I was only saved a few weeks. I said, does God still talk to you? He said, yeah. He said, I opened my Bible last week and saw something I've never seen before. And I said, that's all I need to know. What I need to know is this thing won't plateau off. 
This thing doesn't have to plateau off, people. You can have as much of Jesus as you want. And you can, I can never get enough. My friend said, you're an anointing junkie. I said, good. <laughs> Thank God there's more. Always more. So, they did a couple of smart things here. They invited Jesus to the wedding. Ooh. He's the author of marriage. Wouldn't you want him to be there to help you build one that's any good? They invited him. You know, I actually traveled on a, on a motorcycle on, all over the United States, and um, I ended up in South Carolina. I wasn't saved, and I traveled all over Europe as well for a couple of years, and um, I did it all on a shoestring budget. I mean, I, I was... a I played in clubs and in the streets, and then I would just get enough gas to go to the next town, and I'd sleep in the median of the interstate. So I, I'm not a wealthy man, don't. But I was doing that at 19, because I ran away from home the first time when I was 14, and when I was 17, I made it stick. So uh, just letting you know that I, I wasn't running around the world on some fancy budget. Anyway. I was in South Carolina, and it was bucketing rain, and this guy said to me in a store, I was stopped because it was raining so hard, he said, look, you can sleep on my front porch. So I thought, well, that's nice. So I went down the street, and I didn't realize how drunk he was, and I didn't realize he had a gun in his pocket. So we got to his house, and he drank some more, and he proceeded to beat his wife up, started pushing the refrigerator over and all kinds of stuff. He was going crazy. I grabbed my guitar and ran in the front yard and put my bike, my motorcycle under a hedge. I threw my guitar under the hedge, and I threw myself under the hedge, and he came out of the house and unloaded a full clip of bullets out of his gun across the yard. And I said to God, and I had never said it before. I said, if you get me out of this, I'll do anything. Well, the police came because the neighbors called the police and it wasn't the first time. So the next day I thought, now what, what do I need to do? You know, I saw my dad get baptized when I was a little boy. So I went down the street to a pastor of a church and he was there. And so I said, can you baptize me? He said, okay. So he went and baptized me. I'm not even sure he was saved. But I got baptized, and then I went on my way to New Orleans, and I read this book from cover to cover in three months. And I got nothing out of it because I hadn't invited the author of the book into my life. It's one thing to read a book. What if you know the author? And when I asked Jesus into my life, a girl from Bourbon Street that I had known got saved, took me to church. And uh, when I asked him to come into my life and I repented of my sins and I believed upon him, this book came alive. It came alive. I came alive. Amen? If you haven't invited Jesus into your life, invite him. But you've got to be willing to repent and believe. That's what starts the process. And so... They invited him. Then secondly, they were willing to admit we've run out. A lot of people are too proud to admit they've run out. But they were run out and they were willing to admit, even in the presence of God, 
We're done, man. We got nothing left. That's a good place to be. So the, the mother of Jesus said something amazing. She said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Some people need to hear that. That's what Jesus said. I mean, that's what, that's what Jesus' mother said. Mary said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. You see, a lot of times we think that when my spouse straightens up, then I'll straighten up. <laughs> no, it's what he's telling you to do, do it. And that might start the ball rolling to heal your marriage. If he tells you to shut up, because you've said that 40,000 times and it didn't make any difference anyway. Why keep saying it? Whoops. It went quiet in here. Mm. So there were six water pots. Now we all know that Jesus could have just spoken to those pots and they would have been full of wine. But he didn't. He gave us an illustration. He said, fill them with water. So they filled them to the brim, 30 gallons apiece. And uh, there's something about the Word of God. It's called the water of the Word of God. If your mind is not renewed, it's not God's fault. He gave us the responsibility of reading the word to renew our mind. Salvation's free. But there's a part in this relationship, and because it is a relationship, he has responsibilities, and so do you. Hate to tell you that, because we're living in a day where everybody wants everything free and no works. You know? I mean, I couldn't believe it. I got married to Kathy on a Saturday, and we freely gave our love to each other. And it was just fantastic. On Monday, I had to take the trash out. <laughs> it's a terrible thing. And what he's saying is, if you will put the water of my word into your vessel, which you are, I will turn water into wine every day. And I will make your life intoxicating. And I will make your life passionate. And I will make your life worth living. But if you don't put the word in there, you don't get the bubbly. And what's happening today is a lot of Christians are replacing the Holy Spirit with alcohol. That's what they're doing. Instead, it's another spirit. But they're starting to drink alcohol instead of pursuing the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? They do both do the same thing to you. If you drink alcohol, it's going to make you oblivious to things you can't change, passionate about what you're going to do right now, even if it's the dumbest thing you've ever done. Right? And under the influence of alcohol, you'll probably say some things you'd never normally say. Right? So what does the Holy Ghost want to do? He wants to make you oblivious of, about things you can't change. He wants to make you passionate about what you can do for God right now. And he wants to make you say some things you'd never normally say. You got it? Amen. And so the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians, and we don't need to turn there, but 
Second Thessalonians chapter 2, it says that before the coming of the Lord, there's going to be a great falling away. Why would there be a great falling away? Because people stop reading their Bibles. Why is America in the condition it's in today? It's because people stop reading their Bibles. And when you read the Word of God, you care about sinners. I got saved in New Orleans on Bourbon Street. I witnessed the moment I opened my front gate to get out onto Dauphine Street. They were everywhere. The Lord spoke to me. He said, Andrew, I want you to witness. And I was saved three days. Witness to that couple. I, and I didn't. I was scared. And he said to me, Andrew, you've got a sister and two brothers in New Zealand that you want me to send somebody to them to witness to them. You're already praying for them. And, you, and what do you, you want them to quit? Boy, I felt bad. So I prayed and I said, Lord, help me. And he gave me Acts 3.19. So I looked it up. I didn't know what it said. I got that Acts 3.19. It just came to me. So I went down to the t-shirt shop, and I went to the t-shirt shop on Bourbon Street, and I said, I need you to make a t-shirt. And the guy said, what do you want on it? I said, Acts 3.19. He said, AX 3.19. I said, no, no, no. He said, is that a gang? I said, no. <laughs> I said, no, it's a scripture. He said, well, what does it say? I said, I'm glad you asked me. That'll get rid of the fear. I said it says repent and come to God so your sins can be blotted out so he can send you times of refreshing in Christ Jesus. That was the fastest t-shirt that guy ever made. <laughs> I put it on in the store to make sure it fit and I didn't get out of the store before a lady stopped me and she said, what, what does Acts 3.19 mean? I said, I'm glad you asked me. One block later, another woman stopped me. What is Acts 3.19? I wore that t-shirt all the time. If you're afraid of witnessing, put something on a t-shirt. Somebody will ask you questions. Hello? Anyway. So there's going to be a great falling away. I believe it's because of the removal of the word of God. And then the Antichrist will come because, you see, when they remove the word of God, it says only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And in, in my Bible, it's a capital H. And he is the word. And what they're going to do is they're going to take the word of God. They're doing everything they can to discredit it. They'll remove the word of God off the Internet eventually if enough time goes by. They hate the word of God. And so what they want to do is only he who now restrains because the Bible has always been a restrainer. I remember when I got speeding tickets when I was a teenager, I'd go to the court to pay them. And they had those Ten Commandments up there. Some of them bothered me. Because that's what they're supposed to do. Eh? And then the Antichrist will come because truth has been removed. There will be no moral compass that says this is north. This is absolute. Our moral compass in this country right now is doing this. It's insane. Why? Because of the Word of God 
is being removed. And then the, the enemy will come with lying signs and wonders, and people will just line up and get the mark of the beast. And the Bible says, because they did not love the truth. You know, I can hear the truth, but do I love it? I can hear about Jesus. The question is, do I love Jesus? There's the difference. And so because they don't love the truth, God is going to send them a delusion. You know, you can be self-deceived. You can be devil-deceived. You can be people-deceived. What if God deludes you? Man, you're in trouble. I fear that that's where we're headed in this country. If we don't repent, God will send a delusion, just like he did to Israel. Then they went in and out of sin. He'd send a deliverer. He did it multiple times. He'd send a deliverer, and what, in the moment the deliverer died, they'd go straight back to Baal. Unbelievable. And so here we find that... Uh, Jesus said to them, now draw some out. You know, I want to live a life that's full enough of God to where somebody could come along with a, a, a spoon or a big ladle and draw some of Jesus off my life. He didn't say put half a pint of water in the vessels. He said fill it up. And then get it to overflow. It, that's what the Holy Ghost wants to do. Make it bubbly. We don't like water. We want Pepsi, champagne, and we, anything that got bubbles in it. Right? This water will turn into wine. The wine of the Holy Spirit in your life. The, the amazing bride preparer. He's preparing a bride for Jesus. And it's interesting to me that the master of the feast tasted it. And he said, you know, most people, they get the best wine out first and the worst out last. You know, that's a great picture of a secular marriage. Because the wedding day is the best they'll ever look and the best they're ever going to behave. And man, it's downhill from then on. And our divorce rate proves it. But he said, you know what? You have saved the best till now. I don't know what's behind you. But if you're repentant and you're walking with God, the best is now. It starts now. The best years of your life are ahead of you, not behind you. I don't care if you're 85. I'm 66. I'm catching up with you. But it's getting better. The best years of your marriage are ahead of you. The best years of influencing your children are ahead of you. They might be grown and gone, but you can nail them <laughs> in Jesus. Hallelujah. And let me just say, we have a lot of idolatry in this country. And in New Zealand, too. I'm not picking on America. The whole Western world's got this problem. We exalt children above the Word of God. Do you know there's no grace there? You say, God protect my kids, and then you condone bad behavior. You're asking to get that child killed. 
The devils will come to rob and kill and destroy, friend. Don't do that. Teach your kids to repent and show them how to by your own example. Whoa, I'm meddling now. You're glad I'm nearly finished. Yeah. So if you're wrung out today, there's a well. There's a fountain. That sounds like a gusher, doesn't it? There's the Lord Jesus that if your marriage is spent, go to him. I've had to go back to him many times, not because she wears me out, but because I just know I've spent and I don't want normal. We have a choice. We can decide if we want nominal or phenomenal. You make that choice every morning when you get out of bed. Do I want nominal or do I want phenomenal? Because the Holy Ghost in you wants to make life phenomenal. When I got saved, I was a bum off Bourbon Street. Jesus taught me how to finger pick a guitar. He gave me songs. I wrote one song in my life before that, and I couldn't stand to listen to it. <laughs> Pretty impressive, huh? He wants us to have the best now. And it starts with you inviting him into whatever you're experiencing. Pain, rejection, sorrow, heartache, marital problems, children problems. He'll, he'll come. You invite him, he'll come. Amen? And if you're wrung out today, he'll refresh you. He'll give you more. If you don't ask, you don't receive. See, asking is humbling. If you don't ask, you don't receive. You have to put yourself in a disposition of, I don't have what I need, and I'm asking you to give it to me. But if you ask, the promise is you will receive. If you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will be opened to you. Amen? Let's bow our heads today. Only you know where you are with God. And most of you in this room, you've tried to live life without Him. So you know it doesn't work. And if there's one person in this room you would want to invite Christ to come into your life and to grant you repentance, to turn around, go the other way, he's willing to come. And I want you to pray to Jesus and ask him to forgive you and ask him to come into your life and make you a new creation. And you don't have to tell me about it. It's between you and him right now. It's you talking to him. There's nothing religious I can do for you or give you. It's between you and God. And if you call upon him, he'll save you. And you can even whisper right now and say, Lord Jesus, and he's here in everything you're saying. Everything. Amen. Praise God. So, Lord, I thank you today for your church. You've allowed the church to be pruned. And we understand that pruning 
is only so we can bear more fruit. And I believe I'm with a group today, God, that is bearing fruit. And they want to bear a lot more fruit. They want to influence this town in a way it's never been influenced before. Or maybe it has. Do it again. I thank you, Lord, for the souls this church will save. And the ministries that will come out of this church. In Jesus' holy name, Lord, we thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to join us next week for another encouraging message from Pastor Jason Yarbrough and One Community Church of El Dorado.